City have taken the lead. A lovely free kick found the head of the Birmingham City captain. It's a dangerous ball, it's a looping header, and it's a goal against the run of play for Birmingham City. Abby Grant. It's a lovely finish into the top corner. Guided in by Lucy Whip. Just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. Might be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton. Welcome back to Brum is Blue, the dedicated Birmingham City women's podcast. I'm joined this week by the usual suspects, Kaz and Stacey. Let's start with Kaz. How have you been? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I'm glad to have a, finally have a day off. So, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, you're busy working. I appreciate the efforts you do. Uh, Stacey, have you had a good week? Yeah, I've had it all right the week. Thanks, Craig. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. We'll start this week's episode anyway at St George's Park, where Birmingham City suffered their second 4-0 defeat in as many weeks. Goals from Caitlin Ford, Vivian Miedemar and Lisa Evans gave the Gunners all three points as they chased down Manchester United and that all-important third Champions League place. It was a game in which we started out okay. Arsenal were under, under a lot of pressure after a series of decent corner kicks early on that caused issue for the visitors. But Miedemar followed that up with a dangerous header at the other end that struck the post. Ford then went close twice before finally finding the opening goal in the 37th minute. Ford, um, a bit of a contentious one. Nobbs hooks the ball back into the box. It's headed on to Ford, who then fires past Hannah Hampton. The bit of controversy came afterwards, though, when the assistant referee lifted their flag for an apparent offside. What did you make of this, Stacey? When I first saw it, I... I really didn't know what was going on. Firstly, can I just... The FA have brought out this FA player and I think it's a fantastic idea. But the camera angles are, are, are shocking. Like I couldn't tell if it was offside or onside or whatever had happened. Secondly, there's no replays. So anyone who is listening and probably knows that the FA's temp- player is temperamental at the best of times. If you want to try and like rewind to re-watch something it might then decide that it's not going to carry on working when you try to go back to the beginning then or you're about 10 minutes behind and you end up getting like score results before you've actually seen it on the screen. Obviously, straight away you see the flag go up and you think, oh, great, let off. like, And then next thing you know, we're kicking off. I don't even think the commentators had a clue, commentator had a clue what was going on. So, yeah, it was a bit of a, bit of a farce and I think it kind of threw the girls a little bit and... That maybe they were lacking a bit of concentration going in for the second goal. Then, so but yeah, yeah, it was. It's one of those where the FA player, as you say, it's a, it's a great thing, but they obviously there's so much they more they could do. But obviously, it comes down to money at the end of the day. And I think in I don't know which game it was. I think it was the Sunday game. There was hype. There was replays. It might have been the Manchester United game. I can't remember. There was one of the games where I saw they did have optional replays. So I don't know how they're yeah, doing that. that was, uh, Man United was on Man United TV, so maybe they were using oh, maybe. the stream rather yeah. than. Yeah, possibly. It could, could be a better production company um, involved in that one as well. So, as I said, I, I went back at halftime to look at this one. It did look contentious the first time I saw it, but I believe Georgia Brome is playing forward onside across the edge of the six-yard box. And there is also a possibility that Ruby Mace is the one to head on the cross, which negates the offside too, of course. But uh, nonetheless, the referee looked to overrule their assistant and give the goal this one. And uh, before we move on, though, Kaz, we need to talk about this commentator on the FA player. We talked about how FA player is not the best service <laughs> as it is, but it's safe to say he didn't have the best of games. And what did you make of his performance? Well, I've actually got a page of notes here. 
Right. So. More than he did. Well, yeah. So to start with, we were playing at St. George's Park, not St. James's Park, which we're not in Exeter, which is 195 miles away. And we're certainly not in Newcastle, right, which is 179 miles away from St. George's Park. So I would like to have known which ground he actually thought he was at because, do you know what I mean? It, it would be a big deal for me if the girls were playing at St. George's Park with it being in the northeast. But yeah. Even you got mixed up there. What did I say there? <laughs> I'd be happy if they're playing at St George's Park. We're not happy. <laughs> well, if he doesn't know what he's going on about, do you know what I mean? And then, obviously, he was a bit obsessed with um, Vivian Miedemar um, in not scoring against us in the league in 55 of her goals. Um, he finally got his wish. But yeah, the commentators like to always mention Viv, no matter what team she's playing against. If it's the big team, she always seems to go missing and she doesn't show up. If she's playing against the likes of us and she hasn't scored in in the league against us, it's such a big news. But yeah, it's so not big news because it's Vivian Mediaman for me. She's, if not the best striker in the league or in the world. So Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a, there was a stat... There was a stat for Chelsea. I think Lionel Messi hadn't scored against Chelsea in about five games. That was just it, it just happens sometimes. And you and it happens with Vivian Miedemar here. And she, I think they mentioned that she scored 55 goals and hadn't scored against Blues about five times in the first half, which is about the amount of games that she has played without scoring, and now she eventually has done. So it it it, it it's a it's weird that he that's the only thing he could have in his notes. I did joke that that's the only thing he had on his notes. He had a blank piece of paper and just that stat on it, and he just kept repeating it because he couldn't think of anything else. Sorry, my notes. Where the hell did these crosses come from the corner from Bex? I've never seen that. Unless I've been, like, obviously I haven't watched the last couple of games because obviously I've been waiting, but crikey, that girl can put a ball in. So that, that was my note. Bex can take a corner. So I was very happy with that because obviously... We had Stan before, who was very, very poor at the corners. And then Haley Ladd took over, and then obviously we lost Haley. And now we've finally got somebody who can take corners, so I'm happy about that. We just need a big centre-forward to get in there. We, we could agree and disagree on Lucy Stan until the cows come home, Kaz. But what, in, t- in, terms of, in terms of Bex, obviously when she signed, we saw loads of videos about how good she was at free kicks and stuff when she was playing in the US college system. So it's good to see that she's got the opportunity to get that confidence to take set pieces again now that uh, she's under Carla Ward and uh, Sarah Mayling taking um, on the other other wing, of course, as well. Uh, Stacey, obviously with the commentator, he wasn't the best, but do you think a co-commentator would help the overall product better, given that you wouldn't have to be the one speaking as much and you got someone to bounce ideas off as the game Um, goes on? I don't know. The people that do comment out on the FA player don't really have a clue about women's football and possibly see it as sort of something they have to do to progress further rather than being passionate about the actual women's game. Um, like you said, I feel like the fact that how many times you mentioned Miedemar to me, just it was, he had nothing else to say. He didn't know anything else. The amount of times he was like getting players wrong, he's like, oh, that's little Johnny. It's like, no, that's Sarah Mayley. Like it's, it's basic, simple things that, it wasn't just one mistake or two mistakes. It was literally to the point I actually muted the TV for the second half and listened to Spotify because I genuinely couldn't listen to him anymore. He, 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 I was getting that angry. 
at him <laughs> that I had to turn it off and put music on to calm myself down. So um, I don't know whether co-commentators would help, but there's got to be better. There's got to be better. End of. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think going into into these games, I don't think, as you say, that he put enough research into what they're doing. Obviously, they they probably get assigned these jobs like on the Friday ahead of the Sunday, and then they're just like, oh, we, we'll we'll turn up and we'll we'll make we'll we'll do the basic, limited basic knowledge that we need about the game, know the who who the big players are, and then just wing the rest of it. It just, it just doesn't seem like they put the effort in, and maybe they do need to if the game continues to be more professional going forward. We need people who actually know what they're knowing actually know what they're saying and otherwise get get out of the way and let someone else do the job and i think that there's also the issue that some commentators make the transition in from radio to tv and i think one of the bristol games earlier in the season had someone who was doing local radio and when the differences between radio and tv obviously radio you have to paint the picture because you can't see what's happening whereas tv you can let the game breathe a bit and let let it speak for themselves a bit so there, there's a lot that they can improve on this and hopefully they will in the near future as, as Stacey mentioned, Kaz, they don't seem to put the F, uh, research in. Do you think that's a bit harsh or do you think, do, do you agree with that statement? Oh, I definitely agree. Um, I think it'd be nice. Um, my notes I've got again. Um, we've had um, Soph and Rich do commentary, I think, for the past. Um, I think she did a, they did a couple for Liverpool. Um, and that seemed to work because obviously they've got the knowledge of the women's game. So, It'd be nice if, like, if Blues are playing or Bristol Redden now, for instance, um, maybe get somebody off their podcasts who follow the team week in, week out. Don't pay them, obviously. It's a bit of bit of free publicity for the podcasts, but get them to do the commentary. Like, it's anything's got to be better than listening to the showery <laughs> that we have to put up with, unfortunately. I'm not asked if Vivian Miedemar hasn't scored against Blues. I couldn't care less. What interesting if you did get a fan from each team. Yeah. To do it, the commentary. Like you said, majority of teams nowadays do have supporters groups and podcasts and things dedicated to women's football. And I think it, I'm sure there'd be each week if you offered a fan, especially at the, the times at the moment, to be able to go and watch your team and you give the commentary for the FA player along with a person from the opposite team, I think fans would jump at the chance. And I think it would be somewhat different. I think it would probably be more entertaining than knowing Vivian Mead and Mara had scored 55 goals and not scored against us. Well, if you look at about it, the FA keeps saying they want to like, get the fans involved. This would be the perfect opportunity in my eyes. Like, come on, so you've got enough money out there. You put enough money in the men's game, sort the women's side of it out, sort the commentary out, and give us a better platform for us to watch the games on. Because I think we had to refresh ours about six times before it actually started, and then we were three minutes behind. So it's not yeah, I think great, I've, really. I think there was an there was an incident where it completely went off for everyone, yeah. wasn't it? For about yeah. twenty seconds in in one of the first halves. Again, that wouldn't have happened at Damson Park. I don't think it ever. It's, it tends to happen. It's, it must um, be that. Choppy Wi-Fi would never over, happened, over there. Would never have happened if it was a men's game either. So, no. oh, we, we, I got alerts that we had gone one and two nil down before it had happened. It's like obviously, obviously, there's going to be a slight delay with the satellites that they use for sort sort of broadcasting, as you would. And then, obviously, on the internet, there's a slight delay further 
compared to like if it was streamed directly from the to the television being all technical but um yeah it, it did it, i do seem to have to avoid twitter now because the, the 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 official twitter account gets the goals before i even see them and i get annoyed that we've conceded a goal but yeah, yeah it's it's definitely not ideal and as you say Kaz, um rachel and so for girls on the ball very good at what they do they obviously did the facebook live um commentary i think a couple of seasons ago now it's been a while actually since yeah. they actually had the chance to do it since they brought this outside company in to improve the the, uh, the overall commentary of the show, but it it, do, it does seem like they've got a long way to go yet again. But um, hopefully, it changes in the near future. Uh, going back to the game, then, and in no time at all, two minutes to be exact, Arsenal had a second goal, a ball from the right crossed low into the path of Ford, who tapped home two 0 at the break. After the restart, we had one of the few genuinely great moments of the weekend for me: the reemergence of team captain Christy Murray. It was the first appearance for the Blues since December and one a lot of us Blues fans have been waiting for, Stacey. Yeah, um, she's just a leader, ain't she? She's, I think we've missed her in the middle. Um, she's, I think, one that the girls look up to. She's, she's, she's one, of the most exper- one of the more experienced girls in the team. Um, yeah, I think it was, I think Kaz cheered when Christy was like, she was like, yeah. So yeah, it's it's massive for us to have a back, and uh, it was it was a great sight to see. Absolutely, the team seemed to get a lift after the break. Has do you think having Christy on the pitch once again was the reason behind it? Um, well, I didn't get to see the second half, unfortunately. But um, I think whenever you've got your captain and your leader back on the back on the pitch, I think it's going to give you a massive boost anyway. And like Stacey said, she she is a leader. Like when I found out she was injured, I was absolutely gutted because I don't think anybody in that team could replace Christy. For me, Christy Murray is one of the best professionals I've ever watched and I have ever met. So to get her back on the pitch, I was very happy and I'm very happy because obviously we've got a massive game on Thursday. So it'd be nice to get our captain back on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. She sets the standard and gives so much work effort, um, work rate in that midfield. And that's that crucial area where games can be win or lost. And it's great to have her back and in in just in time for two big games against Everton and I think West Ham the week after. So it's it's games that we can pick up points if we if we work hard and let's see how we get on from there. Um, we certainly looked like we were pushing more for a goal in the second half with Claudia Walker also coming on to lead the line. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough as Miedemar and Lisa Evans got further goals for Arsenal as they ran out comfortable winners 4-0. We talk a lot about concentration on this show, Stacey. We seem to begin conceding a lot of goals in the closing stages of both the first and second half. Do you think this is something we can work on or is it just a side effect of the way we're playing, having to concentrate so much that we're bound to get mental fatigue as the game goes on? It's a hard one. I think it's a it's a bit of both, really. Um, let's... Let's get things out there. We are, as a club, as a team, exceeding expectations. We're doing fantastic as a team for the resources that we've got. And I feel like with the games coming in thick and fast, with the teams that we've had to play in that time, being in a third lockdown, still not having fans... I think morale might have dipped a little bit. Like, I feel like if we was perhaps there yesterday, 
I genuinely don't think it would have been a 4-0 scoreline. I feel like for perhaps 78 minutes of the game, we were fantastic. We was always going to be on the back foot for the whole, pretty much the whole game. We all know Arsenal are an incredible side, especially when they turn up on the day. And I feel like the last couple of games, I'm, it's not like I make excuses. Like, let's be fair, we'd all like to get something. None of us got, like going into a game going, oh, we're going to lose. But I think realistically, as fans, no one expected nothing. I was looking um, yesterday at the seven games we've got left. And realistically, I was looking and like, I want points from at least four. I think we could get points from five. We've got Man City and Chelsea coming up, and I think they're the only two that us as fans will be looking at that going, not even bothered. I think the rest of them, looking at it, we there's we could get a point off Everton. That that'd be fantastic. Point off ready. We need to be looking at beating Bristol and beating West Ham, and I can't think who the, the other game is. We've got two games against Tottenham. Yeah, again, yeah, Tottenham. Both again should should be a team where we'd be looking right. We'd get points from this game now. So like the last two games, I know people will be looking at it going, we lost four nil and we lost four nil. I don't for, think the four nil, especially yesterday, was representative of the way we played at all. So I'm not gonna criticise as much as people who haven't watched the games and have just seen the score lines might have. So I forgot the point of my question now, but yeah. <laughs> there's there's more to come, I think. I think it's yeah. the gist of what you're trying to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like give the girls a bit of a break. Let's get back to the moors, because I think if we get back to the moors, that will massively help. I mean, we all know St. George's Park. Pitch is huge. Um, I don't think that helps our game in the slightest when we have got such a small squad and fatigue will play a massive part. It's Let's be fair, we've got a player in Harriet Scott who is working a pandemic for the NHS and then playing how many games in how many weeks? Like the woman's superwoman in my eyes because let's be fair, how did, she play, how did she play 90 minutes yesterday and then she's probably either had to go to work today, go to uni or she'll be in training like at like... As a small squad, we're gonna we're gonna feel fatigue. Am I annoyed in the lapses of concentration? Yes, because I do. I've literally I put down in my notes that it was three lapses in concentration and a decent strike from Midmar, and that was literally all I put from yesterday. I, I didn't go in depth or anything like that. It was just that that for me summed up the game. So I think get Everton out of the way. Hopefully we can get a point, push on from there, and I think end the season on a high. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's very realistic that we can push on from here. We've obviously got past two of the bigger games that we were going to play in the in the recent history, at least. And after after such a big long break of not having to play a game due to bad weather and the things like that. Next up for the Blues is Everton, and you might be wondering why Everton so soon as we played them. I think last month. Well, this is the third time we've tried to play this fixture, the home fixture, with the weather getting the better of us the last two times. In fact, this game was originally scheduled for December. Last time we faced Everton at home, it was also a midweek game. You might remember the FA Cup quarterfinal in which we ultimately ran out of steam after a big game on the weekend previously. 
Uh, I think that was the was that the previous FA Cup round? Was that the fifth yeah. round or was yeah? Twenty twenty's done my head in with like when anything was anymore. I'm like, oh yeah, the other week and guys are like that was three months ago. So don't yeah, don't ask me when things were anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was two FA Cup games back to back within the space of three days. I think, if yeah, I remember rightly, what a final against Brighton, and then we had the semi final against. Oh, it was um, semi finals against Everton? Yeah. See, see, it's, it, it feels like so long ago yeah. that I forget yeah. which round we were in. But yeah, we did really well to get there. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, last, last month we we got a very respectable one-one draw away from home, thanks to Jamie Lee Napier's equaliser. What do you expect this time out, Stacey? Another tight game? Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a hard game. Um, I don't think Everton get given the credit that they're due. Um, I think this season they've pushed forward a little bit more. They know where they want to be. They want to be in and around up at the top. And uh, I think Willie's done a great job there. So, but it, it's going to be a hard game. Uh, obviously, we were out without Jamie, so it means another shuffle around with the team so it'd be it'd be nice I, f- I feel like I say this like about Birmingham City men and women if we could just get a team that we could like keep solid for a little while like but injuries and other beings don't seem to come into play for us but no it'll be a, definitely be a hard game I, I'd like to think we could get a point out of it I, I'd be massively surprised if we get got a one but Obviously, yeah. Can I just point yeah. out, it, Jamie be playing? It's Georgia Stace that can't play. You knew what I meant. I think I think we and the listeners knew, but ca- ca- yeah. thanks for Kaz for pointing yeah. it out. Cheers, <laughs> just to show her up a bit. <laughs> From the outside looking in, it looked like we were resting a few players ahead of the Everton game with uh, Claudia only playing forty-five minutes and Jamie Lee Napier playing even less. Do you think this could make a difference on Thursday, Kaz? Oh, definitely. I think. Um... I think Claude's needed a break. I think she's played every minute of every match, really, this season. So, for me, I think Claude deserves a break. And so does probably Jamie and half the rest of the team. Because, let's be fair, we have, like Stacey said, we haven't got a massive team. I think Claudia likes to do well against her ex-teams and to prove the managers they were wrong to let to let her go without giving a full chance. Um, so, I'm basically hoping Claudia gets like a couple of goals and sticks a middle finger up to Willie because I really don't like him. Everton seem to be back to full strength with the returns yeah. of Valerie Govan and Ricky Savecki, there you go, in recent months. But uh, I think over the weekend they might have picked up a few injuries, so we'll have to look out for that. Uh, it will likely be a tough game, as Stacey says, but one we have proven we can get something out of in the past. If we can get something on Thursday, Stacey, which area of the park will be the most important, do you think, to um, get the points? Um, obviously, defensively, you don't concede, you don't lose. So, um, but I would like to see a little bit more attacking threat from us as I feel we've sort of, I wouldn't say it lacking because I, again, look at the teams we were playing, you were never going to get uh, hundreds of chances, but I'd like to maybe see us be a bit more clinical with the chances that we do get. Um, I'm not going to go on and go, I'll oh, so-and-so went scored for this long and blah, 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 and scored for this long or whatever. But we are, we have gone on a bit of a dry run. Um, but again, like I said, it, the teams that we've played, defensively we need to be sound. And then if we want to maybe push on to get the three points or if we've got a chase 
uh, going behind, we need to see more in the attacking front as well. I think midfield, we're, we're probably about on par with them. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think... We saw the at least the first half of this after the after the restart on against Arsenal that we can show that attacking threat if we go, if we show the confidence to do so and go forwards, and with Christy Murray back in the team, I think that'll help going forward. Hopefully, she gets about sixty minutes if she can make make that maybe maybe a bit more if she can handle it a bit more against Everton. But it's obviously we do need to show more attacking threat, as you say, and obviously defensively we're going to have to have another shuffle again, as you mentioned, uh, Georgia Brome won't be able to play in this one due to a loan deal. This will be the final game against Everton while Georgia Brown won't get to play against her former team because her contract runs out in the summer, unless she signs a new deal, of course. But it's likely that Ruby, Mace and Harriet Scott will be playing at centre-back again as they did against Everton last time out, which means Sarah Maylinger will likely go back to right-back for this game. Do you think, Kaz, in your opinion, this restricts her attacking uh, ability, playing at right-back, or do you think she can bomb forward even though she's on the defensive line? So some people might actually laugh at this, right? But for me, Sarah Merlin is the Trent Alexander of our team. No matter how far back you want to push her in defence, she'll always get a crossing. Um, I'd like to see, I know we're talking about Sarah here, but I'd like to see Ruby and Gemma, see what their partnership's like. They're both young, I get that. And obviously, she, Carla won't want to like, lose against Everton on Thursday so I'm hoping we get to see that partnership maybe when we get a few more points on the board um, to see what they can do um, but as for Sarah I think Sarah's one of the most versatile players probably in the league you could probably stick her in goal and she'd probably do a cracking job um, she always gives 110% no matter what position she plays in yeah. but as to say would it restrict her I don't think it probably would. We've seen in a few games where she can Bruce, uh, get in there. Sorry, sorry, Redden have just scored. Your stream's ahead of mine, but uh, oh, no, nice, no, nice oh, notes coming. I've got it on the telly. It's on my phone. That's it. Oh, I, I... <laughs> hang on, here we go. It's, it's this is what this is why it's live, pal. We we get live it's updates. Not, it's not the prettiest of goals, people. It's not the prettiest. It's oh my the, good god! Wonderful. Mistake of errors. Actually. Oh my god! If right, right. If Carla Ward's listening to this, right. If we do not beat Bristol, then there's something wrong because that is poor defending. That that is, that is a comedy of errors. If if, oh, if you think our ridiculous. If you think our errors were bad on the weekend, that one was uh, much worse. But um, yeah. Oh crikey! Yeah. Oh, I think sorry. Note, we are safe. <laughs> I, I, f I feel bad for my friends on the the Bristol Vixen cast for that one because yeah, they're that, yeah, that, yeah, they're, yeah. they're very nice people and they're gonna they not are. be very happy about that at all. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, Sorry, where we were we? Were, uh, yeah, back back to where we was. We we, <laughs> we were so wrapping Sarah, up. I think yeah. about wrapping up on the Everton game. But so um, yeah, um, Sarah, you said we'll we'll be able to attack no, nonetheless from right back. So that's good to know. Um, all the best from us, at least, to the team ahead of Thursday. We're all behind you, as are most every single part, uh, member of our fan fan base. Um, and hopefully we'll pick up at least a point and we'll continue to move away from the relegation place as Bristol are 1-0 down currently against Reading, as we said. Obviously, it seems like everyone is watching the game tonight and not watching our podcast, which is fine because it, yeah. it happens. We we don't we don't we rarely get women's games on a Monday night, so it's 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 fair enough. 
Um, so, so in the in lieu of questions, uh, I will read one out which we got sent in um, before the show. But uh, Kaz, I believe you have something to say in the meantime while I wait to find the question. Right. So yesterday I might have posted something along the lines of um, us not winning a game since Carla got um, Carla got um, was the front runner for the West Ham job. Um, I've had a lot of people actually inbox me over this. I wasn't having a go at Carla, right? I'm still 100% behind Carla. I'm still a number one fan. But I was just think, putting it out there because obviously when it gets announced that she was front runner for, for West Ham and then she was front runner, she's the front runner for Liverpool. If, if it knocks the fans' confidence, it, it upsets us that people keep wanting to nick our manager. My question was, like, kind of, did it kind of knock the players' confidence? I know Carla's with the players constantly. Um, so I wasn't actually having a dig at Carla and I wasn't having a dig at the team. I was just simply asking a question, had we won a game since then? If I, th I think I think in any, any time where there's uncertainty at the club, you obviously are going to see morale drop a bit in, in terms of fans and players, really. And obviously we saw that when Mark left and... It, it, it's natural to believe when you feel like the manager could leave if things don't improve in terms of their, the backing of the club. Obviously, she's getting back to some degree because she stayed on. But obviously, we we always want the best for our managers and our players. So it's it's natural to be worried, Kaz, I guess, that she keeps getting linked to every single vacant job in every single yeah. league so in the country. I wasn't, like, I wasn't having a dig at, like, Carlison or oh, crikey, I've, like, you know, we haven't won a game, like, get rid I was simply just asking a question, had we won a game? Because if it's knocked our, our confidence, I'm just wondering if it's knocked a few players' confidence. But like Stacey said, we've played against big teams and it's not like we've played against your Bristols or anything like that. So, yeah. No, we've we've, we've picked up points. I don't, but, I, but obviously we're, we're just looking for that elusive win that I think the first time since that Villa game that we've picked a win up. Or it might yeah. be, I might be wrong about that. But yeah, it'll come. And hopefully it'll come against Everton or West Ham in the next couple of weeks. And if not then, against Bristol a couple of weeks after that. But it, 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 it's going to come. And we, 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 know, we know it will. So um, we'll get into the question then. This, is, this came in from an anonymous... We, uh, they would like to know, should Birmingham City women do more video content on match days? We see Sarah Halpin for Everton and Dan White for Bristol City do pre-game uh, pre content where they give you team news, let, give you a little bit of background about the game coming up. Would you like to see something like that, Stacey, happen in this uh, at our club? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like any improvement for the media department of Birmingham City Football Club as a whole, to be quite honest with you. Like we've I feel like all we do is moan about how little content us as fans receive from the club. Uh I feel like we've we've gone on and on and on and on about it. And to be fair, um give them the due, it has got slightly better. Like we've been you put in a face Kaz, but we've had more injury updates than ever before. Ever before. <laughs> I don't think we have, but okay. We have. They posted tweets. I, I, I've, I've seen yeah. them. They've happened. Right. So we've never had that before. Like we used to have to guess who was in the team and why they weren't in it. Now at least they do go. Oh, so and so is still out with this injury. But well, we haven't had an update about Abby Grant, have we? Why wasn't she in the squad? So come on, I we're not getting updated. Better. I did say slightly better. They've got slightly better. At least we've had a couple of updates this season. 
Yeah, but we're, like, we're, we're used to radio silence. Like, having a few updates is... Di- Basically, Craig, what me and Kaz are arguing about now is that the media department still isn't great, so anything that improves it would be fantastic. Yeah, we, we always want more, and I think the, the bar was so low, anything at the moment is good, is, is probably what we're saying. And, I mean, uh... anything in this current climate, like, I'm, I'm sure... The players must miss us as much as we miss them. Like, it's been a year now. Like, actually has been. Is this the last week of our normal life that we had a year ago? And, yeah, like, it's been it, it's been a long time. Like, I feel like I've forgot what everyone actually looks like in person because we don't look like this normally. Like, like no one's seen me with a beer in a hand for a year. <laughs> I forgot what a draft point tastes like. Like, um, like, but I'm sure the players are missing us being there and even certain noises. Like, it, it must still be weird for them, even though it's been a year now. So, they must miss me going, How are you, ref? What you been doing? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's got, it, they, it's been a year since they've heard you scream, Who are you, ref? Like, it's, <laughs> they, they must be missing it just as much as we we miss it. So, yeah. But we were having the discussion the other day, like the player interaction. You, I, I feel like now, because it's been a year and we don't have that weekly contact, you can't like message a player or you can't like do certain things on social media because you feel like you don't want to be paying them off or bothering them because you know we're not there so why should they give up their time as much as it's it's one of those it's like like I, I'm missing it like probably more than some people because I like to I like to talk with a few players and stuff but and the accents I miss I miss talking to like Emma Kelly the northeast accent I miss hearing like I talk because this Scottish accent, it's like, it, I don't feel like I'm missing like home a bit. So, yeah, it's it's a bit weird just sitting at home and... Yeah, um, there's obviously there's obviously players that we've never actually spoken to in person because they've yeah. signed since since this yeah. whole yeah. lockdown happened and that's going to be... We haven't met, um, well, we have, we've met Carla ages ago when she was at Sheffield and stuff, but never she actually... She probably won't remember that though, will she? No, probably not. Block that out. Which is probably as to be fair. I, I can't wait for a bit of normality, but I do think the club could do a, so much more with um, content, not just on match days, but on match days especially. I feel like we're, we're just constantly asking for more from women's football, but we should be grateful for where we've got to now, but we still need more. I think as it moves on, the more the more more it get more it changes, the more we actually want things that we used to get, and it and it's obviously at this time it's it's hard to get that. And obviously, if if someone like Veer Tricky Sari can do videos herself every week and put them on YouTube, and we can get that sort of content, I don't know why the club isn't encouraging that more with the players or doing weekly interviews with a player, just sitting them down. They can do the the socially distance thing and put a microphone on them. It it, it seems like they could do more and just. Give, it's, yeah. yeah, I, I agree. It's simple. Like, England did the, the roommates quizzes and things like that. Like, I'm sure that sort of content, like, people would watch. Like, it gives them that little bit of the personality of side of football because majority of women's football fans 
are women's football fans because they enjoy the personality that comes with women's football. It's not, I mean, it, it's it can be seen by some fans to be heading that direction, but it's not as, it's more friendly and family orientated and you do get the chances to... Well, go on, Charlie! Closer into the, uh, yeah... That's not good for us, though, Cass. No, but it's Charlie, and I love Charlie, and yes. Oh. So it, was, it looks like it's Ebony Salmon down the left-hand side. She, it's cleared. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's 1-1 one, one in, in terms of... We're, we're enjoying this podcast. How, how long can we get it going until this, yeah. the final result? But we're not going to be here till the end. Don't worry, people. <laughs> no, I want to watch the Harry and Meghan documentary in a minute, so... Yeah, every, everyone's talking Crack about that. In the, <laughs> what was Grace Maloney doing there? You meant I to keep no your idea. legs shut, love? I, have, I haven't got to that point in the match yet. Oh, here we go. Charlie Wellings played through. And it's straight in the net. 1-1. One, one. Straight through her legs. Keep them shut, love. Yeah. It's nice to see Charlie scoring. Yeah, I, oh, I, I love, I love that girl. I love Charlie. And it's nice to see her smiling again, to be fair. I mean, Bristol have had it rough. I know that. But, yeah, I mean... As much as I love Charlie, I'm still hoping for Reading to get another goal now. This is the sort of game that Bristol probably want to win. If they get these are the sorts of games, the ones yes. they got left. They, these are the games they need to pick up points in. As, so. as I said, like out of our remaining seven, I want points from five. As a fan, I want I want points from five. I'm obviously going the Man City and the Chelsea game. I'm not expecting anything, but we've got Reading. I, do I believe we can get some at a Reading? Yeah. Well, we beat or, them at their ground, so yeah, why not? Exactly. Like. So for Bristol, it'll be they'll be looking at the same teams as us, really, realistically going, these are the teams that we need to be trying to get points from. So, um, yeah, come on, Reading, just for tonight. Yeah. Love you, Charlie. But... Come on, Reading. <laughs> <laughs> and on, and on, on that happy note, we will, we will leave the show this week. That's all for this week's show. Thanks to Kaz and Stacey for joining me once again. You can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Brum is Blue. And as always, remember to keep right on.